0: This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things So Rare. This week, I was supposed to speak to Aaron Johns, but we had a bit of technical difficulties, which I'll explain shortly. But Andy Black stood in, uh, another podcaster in the space, and we talked about legends, uh, a bit of an update from So Rare on some big things, limited cards, website outages, and lots of other things, including your questions. I hope you enjoy the episode. So, Black, you're here this week. I also was joined by Aaron Johns yesterday, but we had a bit of a technical issue and the audio didn't save. So, before we get into this, I just want to give a big, big shout out to Aaron Johns23 on Twitter. Do me a favor, go and show him some love. He gave me two hours of his evening and he didn't have to do that. And then I was rude enough not to put a podcast out. So... Lovely guy. I'll get him back on in the next couple of weeks, but if all of you who listen can do me a big favor and go and, sh- go and show him some love on Twitter, it's Aaron Johns, 23. Great guy. So Black, I've already bigged up the guy here stepping in for, so you're going to have to really step up when I do him. <laughs> but um, look, do you want to introduce yourself briefly in, in a minute or two? Tell us a bit about your time on So Rare. Any highlights, yeah. lowlights, milestones, and we'll go from there.
1: Sounds good. Um, I don't know. Kind of been around since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a few months late. Uh, if I could have been there at <laughs> the very, very beginning, it would have been even better. But uh, I'm one of the early guys that benefited from being being there early. Um, mm. I kind of saw the platform as it as it was birthed and <laughs> yeah. and all of the ugliness at the beginning. And uh, uh, you know, but but the beauty of it is getting to watch it grow and 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 become what it is now. A, what what is it? A four billion dollar uh, crazy assess assess project or whatever. So, uh, it's been a fun ride to just be a part of it, to watch it, to be involved, to be a manager, to, to get to talk about it and, uh, uh, really kind of promote it in the States.
0: Do you know what's crazy, right? And I'm probably derailing already from your kind (laughs) of you, but do you know, whenever people say like, so throughout your life and my life, I've heard lots of people talk about stories about big companies and how they're worth X amount of billion and millions. And it all kind of goes over my head because it's like billions, millions. Yeah. Lots of money. Who cares? But whenever something that you're so passionate about and care about has given you like an anchor point. So now I know so rare is worth just over 4 billion in the last week or two, a handful of occasions, Twitter, the radio, wherever else, I hear valuations of companies of products that I use every day, or I know, or like household names. And it's like tops was valued at like a billion recently or something before they were about to go public and they didn't end up going public because something and now fanatics has shafted them but that's for another podcast right but it's like there's some proper big 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 companies there's football clubs worth less than so rare now it's crazy it's crazy like it's probably mad
1: it's (laughs) bizarre i i did see something uh i i don't know if it was barcelona or somebody else but but so rare was worth a lot more than one of these big clubs and it just shocked me
0: yeah yeah. It's crazy.
1: And well, then, and then they're raising more money than, uh, I think, I think Airbnb was one of the, uh, yeah. the, the, the examples that they either raised more money than them, or they, uh, were worth more than them during their, their series B or something. So literally yeah, they raised more stuff. than them in
0: their series B. It's crazy. Airbnb, everyone uses a global multi, multi-billion dollar company, but it's crazy. So In terms of what we're going to talk about today, I've already went through it briefly in the intro. There's a few things we're going to hit. Um, But the big thing that's kind of happened since I last recorded a podcast was legends. So the legend cards are here. Um, My initial thoughts on it are when I seen it, I had a bit of a heart attack thinking it was going to screw up SO5 whenever they said there is utility. And then when I seen what the utility actually was, it kind of put my mind at ease. And overall, for me, while I haven't really delved in and bought any yet, I think overall it's a major coup in the space, in the NFT space, in the football NFT space with the likes of, um, obviously, Top Shot will be sniffing about, a few other companies will be sniffing around. I think it's a massive coup to nail down 50 legends to exclusive NFTs was so rare. That's a big thing. Um, it's a real power move in the space. So I think it's nothing but positive personally. Um, maybe, I don't know, I, I actually can't really think of many negatives other than, people putting money there instead of other cards, the liquidity that it takes away from the other cards in the market. Maybe the competition it brings to different special specialities, but if they manage the utility, okay, I just don't see a downside, but maybe I'm being a bit candy floss and rainbows. Talk to me.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you got it right on. And I, I mean, I think kind of the cool thing is it does add a little bit of that collectability flair that um, in my opinion, so rare is missing a little bit when you look at other uh, projects mm. like Top Shot or, uh some of the other like digital card things were you know you have the you have the players with maybe an action shot or like nba yeah. top shot you get the moments uh so I, I think it's pretty cool to have have uh at least legends and and it's not the 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 generic vanilla shot of them just standing there like a statue uh yeah. so i think that that's great i, I love that they didn't really muddy up uh, SO5. It's kind of, they're sectioned off into this special weekly that is going to be kind of bizarre to watch. Um, mm. I, I can't wait to watch that first week because I think I think there's going to be a lot of similar lineups or the same lineups.
0: Yeah. Unless it's like one legend max or two legend max, but I don't know if they want to do that. Ah, time will tell. You can't really tell, but you will have a lot of similar lineups. I mean, everyone's going to have Cassius or... I don't even know who else the other keepers are, sorry. But, like, yeah, one of them in nets. So, like, half the lineups will be the same in goal. And then going on forward from there, it's just going to be very... Yeah, you're right. So many... It'll be who trains it the most in the meantime. It's like...
1: Well, it's the weekly, so no training, right?
0: Oh, there's no... Expedia you're right. Matter. Oh, God. So, it's really going to be, like, draws be, galore?
1: Well, Captain Joyce will be a big one, right?
0: Mm, I don't know. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that all comes. But, personally... Kind of, I'm happy to move on from the legends. I think it's a really good thing for the platform. Um, but just when you mentioned yeah. the collectability there, everyone listening, one of my favorite So Rare podcasts, Andy's actually the host of. It's the So Rare Andrews podcast by RotoWire. Andy Black here and Andy Laird host that. I actually, it's so funny. I've done like three podcasts in the last 24 hours now because I recorded the one that disappeared with Aaron and then I recorded one with you. And then I'm recording this, but the one I did with you last night was all about collectability on the platform. So we're not going into that too much, but if you want to hear that conversation, look it up. Where's best to find it? YouTube or I listen to it on Apple, but like yeah,
1: YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, we can go to Roto-Wire's website as well.
0: So rare, Andrews, it should pop up, but, um, you're actually a great guy for collecting. And this is something I want to bring up. You know, you've been the manager of show me your titulars FC <laughs> since the 3rd of July, 2019 um and you've actually got a nice little logo drawn up i think everyone should go and look you up on so rare it's black um but you have a lovely little squad page and it's something i'm very envious of you have a cum collection you've got sven comes christian comes um and you have a bunch of one of a hundred You have a one of a hundred there you have a 69 yep. of a hundred sven comes which is a very oh, yeah. special card yes it is um, so only one big, that exists you're a big collector you've also got a a mustaches gallery with a bunch of yep. mustaches i love that sven also makes it mustaches. in there who is the best one there do you think well wesley uh, mustache has that
1: a, that's the one right there
0: yeah Holy and bro. then you've also got uh well legzano army um yep. and you've got wait, what's the legzano army about what's his brand so
1: he, he just he broke he broke his leg and uh i guess <laughs> about a year and a half ago and we I don't know, a bunch of us were joking around and gave him the nickname Ligzano Um, and we were buying him up because he was cheap. So uh, and and hopes he would come back and start scoring goals. And he finally scored on a PK last week. So um, get ready.
0: (laughs) You have a nice Chelsea collection there as well. And what's trainers? Are they just ones that you use to train the keepers?
1: Yeah. Um, those are all like the limited goalkeepers that I I purchased. I might've even thrown some rare ones in there, but they're just goalkeepers that I picked up for like the floor prices to, to train,
0: to train. Well, look, big collector and that's a little bit on you. So we'll move on to the next thing. Um, actually speaking of collection, the last thing I'll mention, and I mentioned this in your podcast, I think, but I'll just mention it here because I mentioned it when I was on with iron yesterday. Um, I sold my first ever so rare card. Now you already know this story. I sold mm-hmm. Zielinski. Um, so it was the first card I bought about a year and three days ago. I sold him almost on his anniversary, and I was sending you for a modest two thousand four hundred nineteen percent increase, fate wise, which is insane. But it was amazing how hard it was for me to sell him. Now I think I made the right decision. I've got a really good Napoli stack going into the weekend. I've got Koulibaly, Di Lorenzo, Fabian Ruiz, and Insignia. And I had to just give up Zielinski and Lozano to kind of make that happen. But it was strange how hard it was for me to sell that first card I bought. Um, do you have the first card you bought?
1: I don't think so. Um, I'd have to look, dig into so rare data, but I'd have to look. I Yeah. I'm I, I'm 99% sure I don't.
0: You probably don't. I'm going to have a look here to who, who's a, the last card in your collection. You have some bargains there, which we were laughing about last night. Um. Francesco it's, Fort?
1: I didn't I didn't purchase him, though. It was uh uh YMWA was kind of helping me out to to get going, and that was one that he had loaned me or given to me, gifted me. Yeah.
0: Well, there we go. So who knows? But anyway, I sold my first ever card and it was tough, but here we are. We move <laughs> on. Um, so the next thing I wanted to just talk about briefly was if I look through the announcements page on Sawyer's Discord each week just to see what's been happening. Um, now, Dan, gave us a bit of an update. Every two weeks, there's going to be a newsletter. So we'll be going through this every couple of weeks on the podcast now. Um, we'll not spend too long on it. There's a lot of stuff here that doesn't really give us anything. But one thing that is something I'm supposed to talk about is the permanent starter rookie league. So they've removed the eight game week restriction on the rookie league. One step towards blah, blah, blah. Basically... um. The Rookie League, you can enter it. I can enter it. You can enter it. Everyone can enter it forever. And to be fair now on my YouTube, I have got a few comments over over the last few months. People have kind of been like, me and my friends are really enjoying the Rookie League and we've been told we can't play it anymore. It's a real bummer. I think it's a good thing it's there to stay. Do you know, obviously after the eight games, the idea is that people then pay and play. But I mean, I think with this, the thing is with the Rookie League, people are entering it every week. Every single week, you'll have a different 10 winner or. 15 winners 40 winners 100 but however many people get cards and they'll start to question whether they could step up and do it at d4 so i think the longer people are in there it just gives them longer to on board because i mean not everyone's going on board in eight weeks some people might take 12 weeks now they can take 12 weeks you'll still get the degenerates who sign up after two weeks but like i don't think there's a downside do you see any downsides or
1: no i so sorry is a crazy like the whole platform and idea of so rare is, is is so different that I don't mm. think that you can really onboard in four to eight game weeks. I mean, maybe some people have, but um, I think it takes time. And I think the longer they make that acce- accessible, the better. Uh, and then, like you said, you might have people that just, just want to do the free-to-play, and then at some point, maybe they start getting good results, and, and they're like, hey, I can... I can compete with these guys in d4 i'm gonna go buy it, you know some some rares and i'm gonna go kick their asses
0: yeah or even like if you've however many how many people entered the let me look it up here how many people have entered the rookie league this week do you know off the top of your head no? no let's find out let's find out the rookie that, league start a rookie league uh, start a rookie league 45 000 people entered it Forty-five thousand people. Now let's wipe out half of them, right? If you have twenty-two thousand five hundred people who decide, do you know what? If I actually want a shot at this, I might have to buy two rares. Do you know? Because you can put two rares in that lineup. Let's say even ten thousand and a quarter of the people say, do you know? I need to buy two rares to have a go. That's twenty thousand rares. People need to buy that are actually So five scores. That's a lot more demand.
1: So, it makes sense, More sense for those to be too limited, so doesn't it?
0: It does. It really does, yeah. But like, they're kind of shafted themselves here, you know, kind of like the common goalkeeper thing, right? In D four, like, how, how do they transition from that to a limited keeper without causing uproar?
1: Well, the, you put the same the same penalty in.
0: You can enter both, or no, like, but well,
1: a, <laughs> no, you put that fifty percent penalty on the a limited goalkeeper in D four.
0: But I'm talking about, let's say. James in the corner there has been entering his D4 team for ages with the Courtois nah. common card that he has. And then you say, actually, do you know what? Now you need to enter a limited instead. You need to go and buy a limited goalkeeper. And those prices aren't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't as cheap as as maybe a lot of people thought they would be. And if that was announced, they would go even higher. Everyone would be scrambling to get some sort of keeper cover. So I just don't know how they transition to like a limited and rare D4. I don't know how you get rid of commons. Yeah. Unless you like, like they have the numbers of commons behind the scenes. I wonder how many there are. Like, is it even feasible to give some of them out and to just exchange them for the common? Probably not.
1: No, it could be an or thing. You could do limited or common in D4. Yeah,
0: maybe. But like, yeah, I don't know. And, may,
1: and maybe limited has a little bit less of a punishment. So common might be minus 50, and maybe limited is minus 40 or something. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, or even like, yeah, split it in the middle. Like, cause I mean, that's a balancing act because it will be the rare keeper managers who throw the toys out of the farm if you don't penalize the <laughs> limiteds enough. So For like, sure. so like you still need to penalize the limiteds, but penalize them less than the commons. Oh, they have a nightmare with this stuff.
1: They do. I, oh, the, the game design is not simple. And uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't envy Carl at all.
0: Not even remotely. But um, yeah, the rookie league's here to stay was the first part of that message. Um, basically, they said that the dynamic rewards prize pools and tiers was top of their priority list for the last week. <laughs> Wonder how that went. Um, uh,
1: John, are you are you playing in the starter rookie league?
0: I put a team in. Yeah, I don't think I went hard at it. Are you? Yeah. Should I? Should, oh,
1: I, I am because in case they start doing um, international weeklies again, where I can put a comment in there, I, I, it's like yeah. I might as well just in case try to win a couple of them.
0: Hundred percent. 100% I won like a I actually won a common card last week from it I came like 200th or something which which actually sound, sounds a bit weird let me go and check my results that doesn't sound right I, I'm not gonna bore everyone listening when we go and checking results and whatever but I won a common card I won Damiai Le- Damiai the striker and in...
1: I think like half the people in rookie league win oh cards. do they or maybe, or maybe more it might even be like everyone gets a card Oh, a lot of people good. get cards in, in the rookie league.
0: Okay. Well, I it's want a like
1: card 20% or something,
0: but I entered this week and I have an okay lineup in there, but you're right. It's about like, why not give me the comment? I may as well have the comment. And I just put in players that otherwise would have been training. So yeah, I mean, you might flick out and get a keeper, right? And that's a training keeper. That's amazing. I give me the keepers. Um, so yeah, the next part of Dan's message there, the, what about the new game design and progression bar? We're working on iterations of our progression feature and the finer details of the manager journey. As soon as we have more to share, I will. Now, I want to talk about this briefly, Back, We were kind of told this progression bar and whatever else was coming at the end of summer, sort of end of August, weren't we, initially? And then it was kind of September. It's initially, now,
1: it was end of summer, as, as yeah, they had said.
0: Yeah, it's the 1st of October. It is no longer summer.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I would rather they take their time and get it right than get it out. I'd rather they had it right than had it out quicker, but at the same time with a lot of people in limbo, with a lot of people not knowing about the e thresholds, with a lot of people not knowing how to strategize going forward, massive growth in the platform, new cards, legends are here, limiteds are here, whatever else, people not really knowing what way they should be prioritizing. I think we're not far away from pitchforks. And as you always say, throwing the toys out of the pram and having a bit of a go with them and sort of saying like, look, if you're, if, if it's not going to be here for another month, at least let us know what it might entail, so people can start to strategize. It's kind of getting to the stage where it's like, we need a we need a proper update. Am I wrong? Am I am I am I out of order? I, don't, I
1: think I completely disagree. I don't think that we deserve to really know anything about it. Uh, really? I, I yeah. I, I honestly I think that uh, uh, whatever it is is probably going to be worse than the a uh, threshold in D four. So I hundred percent it will be. So. I don't understand why people want to get rid of that so quickly when um, you can keep collecting your 0.01, 0.02 every week, and that's probably better than what they're about to announce. Why, why would you not, want?
0: Sorry, I'm butting in, but I mean, no, you're good. I'm not, it will definitely be worse in terms of like you will get paid more probably, but over a longer time averaging out at less. But yeah. the very essence of the fact that it could potentially be worth from an ETH standpoint, does that not mean that people deserve to know what is going to be the future sort of yield or potential winnings? And therefore they can strategize their buys because ignorance is bliss. And you're kind of saying, oh, the less we know or like take it long, like tell us later and keep giving us this now. But it's kind of like,
1: well, stack your ETH, be nimble, be ready to be ready to pivot and change. Yeah. You know, uh, I I think that we have a basic framework of, of what it's going to be. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that we know, real particulars so i think that part of it was like if 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 you enter the academy you can't play d3 or something so there might be people that have like one super rare where they're right on the edge of playing d3 and 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 they're not not sure what to do but i mean okay they make the announcement and you sell sell the one super rare you might take a little bit of a price hit because there's other people doing the same thing but uh if you want to proactively speculate and guess what they're doing I mean that's that's like part of the ecosystem and part of the game. I feel like.
0: Do you not think right? Like me and you. Okay, we're I'm I'm a D3 guy with D4. Uh, you're probably D2. Do you do D1 or is it just D2? No D1,
1: just D2. Yeah. Just
0: D2, but you're competitive in D2. Like you're a D2 Eh. guy, D3 Eh. guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But you won't be availing of the progression bar. Neither will I, unless there's some sort of way we can. But anyway, bottom line is it doesn't. It's not at the forefront of my mind. But what I have to do. And I'm not saying you're not doing this. Put yourself in the shoes of the guy who is the common goalkeeper, eighth grinder, yeah. delving into limiteds a bit on a tighter budget. There has to come a point where the pitchforks come out. If it's the 15th of December and they're still saying, we're working on the progression bar. And it's like, it was meant to be here last summer. Yeah, we've all had a lot of fun. and We've been taking all your wreath. So rare, but at the same time, I just think people kind of half deserve to know where it's going whenever we're already past the deadline that was set. What if
1: there's no more progression bar and they're doing something else?
0: Pitchforks? (laughs) Pitchforks. Anyway, look, for me, I suppose, I'm just trying to maintain balance of the pod because it's all very well me here sitting singing the praises because I don't really care about the progression bar too much. But at the same time, it's just about trying to think about, like because I see a lot of people sort of get pissed off about it. Maybe they're wrong, but... I don't know. It's just part of the community feel that way. I'd be interested to know when we're going to get an update really, maybe in two weeks in the next newsletter or a week from now. The last part on that was there's some new play page and onboarding, which is obviously a positive thing, but that's about it. I think.
1: You said there's, there's something new with onboarding now.
0: In the bottom of that newsletter, it said something. Yeah.
1: Uh, I might've missed it.
0: Let me see. It says, let me find it again. I actually X it off but it shouldn't be far away. It says, as part of our plans to welcome the next wave of football fans, we've made great improvements to our onboarding. We're also very close to releasing a new play page design, which will greatly simplify and improve our UX. I think that's important because champion challenger under 23s, Asian America, D4, D3, D2, it is a bit overwhelming at the start. It definitely overwhelmed me.
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) A lot of of us have have been complaining and crying that, uh, for so long that we want like a, a page that shows it like before a game week starts i want to see like a a quick a quick page that shows all my lineups
0: like so rare data's lineup builder
1: kind of yeah but on so rare where <laughs> yeah, it's just oh like, yeah f- of course all right show me everything that i'm uh that, that's gonna run this week and i know yeah. that's whale pro- whale problems right anybody that has more than however many lineups that they're submitting it becomes a problem but it'd be nice if there was like an overview page where it's just like these are all your lineups and then i could pull that up look at them all kind of in one space and check for dmp's and type every player's name into twitter and and hope there's no injuries
0: no i hear you i mean i'm looking at mine there i think i've what like about nine competitive lineups this week trying to remember them and then trying to remember, oh, shit, did I put Trent in champion D3, D4, or under 23s, D4, and then you have to go and find them and you can click into use and it'll tell you, but you're scrolling through. It is it isn't great. Um, you, know and what even- else is,
1: you know what else is awful? Um, the amount of wasted space on the page that you're submitting the lineup on, like over to the left and right and up and down. Like, I feel like they could use that space and maybe show uh, maybe show rewards on the side like yeah how many, how many times have you exited the lineup to go check f- what the rewards are to see if you actually want to submit a lineup in that hundred percent yeah
0: hundred percent like I'm, i've just clicked the d5 global under 23 here on the right hand side of that they could condense the size of the five sort of in the middle it's just the five in the middle slots with a little pitch and then like loads of pink like on the right you could have the rewards on the left you could have your players you could have a more in-depth stat thing you could have yeah. I don't know what you could have estimated average to last week's lowest point total to win a prize loads of different little things that sure. are people way more creative than me can find. But yeah, there, there is a lot more they can do there um, because And I, what did I see recently? Oh, I had something in my head. And then you mentioned that I got a message on. Don't even know. I forget. It's gone. You get messages okay. about this page all the time though. Um, even got a message of someone yesterday being like, can I enter limiteds in D4? And I like, I know even whenever you click into D4 under 23, I'm on desktop here. If you hold over requirements, fillable with max one common. I mean, I know what that means. I'm trying to take myself out of the equation. It's my first time ever on so rare. Fillable with max one common. Okay. Fillable with that. Can I put limiteds in and rares then? Do you know, I'm not, I know you'd have to, you probably should work it out, but it could be a bit clearer. Couldn't it?
1: For, um, for sure. Yeah. The, the, the user experience design is not like my specialty. I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't yeah. know what, I don't even know what, what colors go with, with colors. Yeah. My, my wife <laughs> yeah. picks out my clothes for me in the morning. So um, I'm, I'm kidding, but uh, <laughs> that's not my, like, not my, not my, I don't know, not something that I, my career. Is yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but I think, I know that they can do better. So
0: The thing the thing has come back to me. I get messes with this. I got one today. I got a couple last week. How do I screenshot my lineups? Because everyone posts them on Twitter. What I'm telling you, my process is I literally right. have to go turn my phone on its side, minimize to like 50% on Apple, <laughs> screenshot, and then go in and crop it and then post. It's a lot of work for a, a post that probably gets next to no engagement anyway. It's more of a flex than anything, but like, yeah give us a way to just export the lineup or share the lineup. and not in a really annoying way where there's like a link to so rare. Cause I know you're trying to drive traffic. Give us a way where it's like, give me like a nice little saved image of this lineup, see a photo or something that would be pretty. And it would make everyone post them on social media and get more exposure.
1: Yeah. It would be um, very
0: cool. So that's all on that. I have, um, if you're happy to move on. Sure. The next thing, this is the Debbie diner segment. Um, do you know, we've all been high and mighty, everyone's singing so rare's praises. It has been an amazing couple of weeks, couple of months, year, really. Um, it seems like there's something every day. But just to kind of maintain that balance um, and sort of shout out what thing, things that people are shouting about. There was a website outage. Um, now, I don't know. Did you follow this much?
1: I was, I was online. Kind of I was online during the outage. So I think a lot of, uh, a lot of Europe was asleep. Um yeah. I, I forget what night it was. It was like Saturday night. It was 24th probably or 25th. 10 p.m. here in the states. Yeah. And uh not not great. Not great because it was down for like four hours or something.
0: Was that with our MLS games on?
1: Um, I think that yeah, I think that there was a, a few MLS games on. Um and I, I was I just happened to be on the site because you know, I'll have I'll have the games up on one window or whatever, and then checking scores on the other one or whatever. So, yeah. uh, but it but it was bad and like at the beginning, I I would say there was really no issue with like people getting steals, like cards getting sold for way under value for the first couple hours. Yeah, because I was really watching that. I was like, is anybody is anybody stealing any cards here? And yeah. it, it happened to be like a window where. You know, I, they weren't selling any real high-profile cards. I think there were some some legend cards in there, but they were going at right right around the clip that all the other ones had been going going for. Yeah, but I think towards the end of that outage, people were hit that had got some early bids in, stole some cards.
0: Yeah, and that's a big loss for so more than yeah. anything. Do you know, yeah. um, all part of the people getting the early bids in. That's why it pays off, and that's why they do it. Um, so yeah, but it, I mean, do you think like I've seen a lot of people there was a good bit of uproar now on social media? A lot of people saying it's not good enough, a lot of people saying we need a proper response. I'll be honest with you, and I know this isn't the popular opinion, and I, not, I don't even feel strongly. And maybe it's because I was asleep, and maybe it's because I wasn't trying to sell players, and maybe it's because I wasn't having to set lineups and it didn't impact my evening. Do you know if I sat down for an evening to watch some football? And I wanted to chase the lineups and follow them and, you know, have a, have a beer and sit and watch it. It would kind of, it would tamper with your evening a bit. So I cannot have to try and think of that. But I mean, for me, it was kind of like, look, sites go down. Do you know what it is? What it is. They got it back. They learn from it. They'll do better next time. But I think I'm just kind of dismissing it a bit. So I need to really take a seat back and look like, is it good enough for a site that's worth over 4 billion to have a four hour outage? Absolutely not. Not
1: not even close. It's not,
0: not, it's not, it's just not good enough. So. What do, do you expect or how they reacted? So basically how they reacted, were you happy with how they reacted in terms of their comms? Um, is there more to come? Uh, have you been following it or have you just I haven't been a following
1: what their responses, but I know that part of their, their hiring strategy is is uh, hiring somebody that's going to be over their, their support center. Um, yeah. I, I work in like IT infrastructure and, and support and, and stuff like that. So, so, you know, website going down to, to me is, is, you know, awful yeah. and, and four hours is really bad, uh, four, four hours. If they're, if they're working on it for four hours, okay, I can, I, I understand that there, there might be an issue, um, they're fixing something, but this was four hours where I think, I think that they didn't know because they were sleeping and well, I- they, They don't have some kind of 24 hour, 24 seven uh, support center that can escalate things like this. So Mm. they were just out of the know and they probably got the call in the morning and were like, oh, shit. And they rebooted the thing or restarted the service or whatever. And it came back up. But that's why 24, 24 seven support for them is critical at this point.
0: Yeah, I was saying I might have said this with Aaron. Uh, last night, I can't remember now. I've done so many podcasts in that 24 hours, but I might have even said it to you 10 minutes ago. But like it, <laughs> a, a company that size, they definitely have to have a night duty team now, like mm-hmm. ready to respond. You just have to when you're that big and there's that much money at play. There's no two ways about it. And I get you want to hire correctly, but hire fast for something like that. Well, um,
1: I, so... And I don't want to get too into into the nitty gritty, but I mean, I I, I run a help desk. So I, I know what that's like. And we have 24-7 support and we're not nearly as big as SoRare is. Yeah. So, but we have, we have a call center in uh, another country uh, overseas and it's not incredibly expensive to do these sort of things. And, uh, but I understand you have to get organized and you have to, uh, really know what what know what you're doing here to to make it happen. But but it is frustrating that they don't have something in place and they didn't have something in place when the site happened to be down for four hours.
0: Yeah. Um so Nicholas's response on Discord was we wanted to share more details mm-hmm. about the issue at a couple of hours ago at 325 Central Eastern time, which I think was 25. UK time? I don't know. Um, Our DNS provider stopped resolving api.sora.com for an illegitimate reason. This caused our website to go down. We contacted them to solve the issue and it took more time than necessary. They've been able to re-restore our configuration a few hours later. We're now evaluating how we should continue the relationship with them. We've also reviewed our internal process to be able to communicate to you way faster if such problems were to happen in the future. Now there was also a bit of comms. I think I either seen it on their Discord or I seen it on their Twitter. And it was basically I think I don't know if they try to use it as a scapegoat, but they mentioned about um the like the the amount of traffic on the site sure. because of the so many new users, the traffic on the site at ten o'clock when all the Europeans are sleeping or whatever. And That's just a bullshit excuse, isn't it? Now I think the no, comms there that, do
1: you not that, do I do think I don't think I don't think it's bullshit, but uh, <clears throat> at that time I'm, of night. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I'm not a tech that, guy, like, but I mean I was asleep. As was half of Europe. Surely they were asleep, for God's sake. Surely, if there's going to be a hypey time, that's not it. So, but is that not how it works in IT?
1: Well, it, it, seeing as it's a DNS provider issue, um a lot of those are contractual, and you get a certain number of lookups, or uh th- there's a possibility that they hit a cap or something. And oh, okay. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the issue is, and I'm not going to pretend to know what the issue was. Yeah, yeah. But they could have, they could have hit something like a, like a cap, uh, a monthly cap or something, and you know, well, I maybe
0: know. so because I, in my head, I, I see that now. Don't get me wrong; I think Nicholas's message there seems very trans, transparent. Um, and you know what? It's, it, there's obviously going to be a little bit of protection and, you know, managing it. And, you know, we we never actually know what the real truth is. But in my head, when i seen the thing about, like, the new wave of users, it's like trying to make a positive spin out of something. Mm-hmm. It's like, in my right. head, and okay, maybe it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. But what I am saying is, like, <laughs> if you mean to tell me that when I'm asleep, half of Europe's asleep, 90% of Europe's asleep is the time whenever you've got the most traffic that crashes your site. I'm calling bullshit on that personally. But the the part
1: I call bullshit on is that they were working on it for so long because typically when, when there's an issue, they'll at least pop onto that official support channel and just be like, Hey, we see there's an issue. We're working on it. I don't think that they were working on it for (laughs) a very long time. personally.
0: And I mean, look, the guys need sleep. It's not their job. It's not Dan's job. It's not Brian's job. It's not every job, but at the same time, it's so rare as a company's job to have someone in place to respond while they're sleeping. But yeah. Anyway, there's your Debbie Downer segment for the week. Um, that's all I have to really say on it. Uh, just to break up before we get into the limited scarcity and high hot are at the minute, I have a little, just a little sort of tidbit, something else just to throw in here to break it up. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, it was, It's something I've talked about regularly on the podcast, definitely my YouTube, maybe my podcast. And I implore you to go and check out my YouTube at the minute. Um, my latest video, there's a giveaway of some things, and check out my Twitter. There's a giveaway there too of a Ronaldo R9 signed jersey. Check out Black on Twitter too. Um, I'll tag you once this podcast goes live. But something I've seen, which I think is really great for the Twitter, um, for the for the NFT space, and there's a lot going on in the NFT world at the minute. Things are really going mad. But did you see the 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 thing put out by Twitter's? I don't know what her job title is or what she does, but she's the like creator tester of things whatever she does probably some really big title worth gets paid like half a million a year but it was like a screen share of her showing how a new feature is going to work and what the new feature is um is basically you know all these avatar projects yeah but it's like the eth verified so you can verify it because through twitter you can go through your wallet and verify that you own the nft so because at the minute i can screenshot a crypto punk and I can say I own a CryptoPunk and everyone's like, that's my punk. And then you right. just block them. But right. really what's actually going to happen now is people are going to have their CryptoPunk and they're going to have a little ETH verified thing. So it's like, oh God, this guy actually owns this <laughs> punk. And I'm wondering what I'm thinking there is like, rare is obviously one of the bigger, one of the biggest NFT platforms out there at the minute. Um, I don't know, I even know where it stands. If you look at CryptoStand, whatever, surely it's top 10, top five, is it?
1: Volume wise, I don't know. Yeah,
0: in my head it has to be. There's actually Infinity. There's CryptoPunks. There's Board Ape Yacht Club or whatever, and there's a I'll, few other. I'll ones be right honest.
1: There. I feel like I feel like with a lot of those projects, a lot of the numbers are not uh, maybe real. So yeah, um, I do think that most of rare statistics are are real. So,
0: oh okay. god, when I look at it here, right I'm, now, this is just the last twenty four hours, which maybe isn't what you should base it off. There's probably something better I can base this off. All time, thirty days, all time. Oh my goodness. So rare is nowhere near where I thought it would be. So, this is apparently all time sales.
1: Yeah. There's Whoa. there's not enough wash trading going on in So Rare to, to bump it up in, into the top That's, five. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of money laundering going on, isn't there? And ones. Anyway, Axie Infinity is like 2.2. Is that, is that millions or billions? 2 billion, 2 billion, um dollars worth of sales apparently. Anyway, you go like Axie Infinity, CryptoPunks, Art Blocks. My brother-in-law bought an Art Block for five hundred quid and sold it for sixty grand back in June. <laughs> I'm not well joking, done. you. Well done. You've got Topshop, Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Ape Yard Club, a bunch of different ones. Cool Cats, Pudgy Penguins, and so rares in fifteenth there, which seems a bit mad. But anyway,
1: they're getting what- their asses kicked by some Pudgy Penguins, man.
0: Pudgy penguins, these pudgy fucking penguins, God damn it. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, the reason I bring this up is what I'm saying is like to verify it. Oh, my MetaMask wallet opened up. Get rid of that. Um, on our little graphic or whatever, you could verify your NFT through like MetaMask or through whatever else and da 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 da. Imagine like verify through. So Rare was an option? Because obviously all ours are kind of held and hosted through on so rare. We don't really export them because we want to use them on SO5. But imagine on actually like Twitter, one of the options was so rare. If they could wangle a lot, imagine the exposure through people just like tinkering with that option and being like, what then?
1: It'd be really cool. I think that, I think some of those, those features will come where uh, you're going to be able to do more with, with what you actually own on SoRare. Uh, I think that that was low priority. The big priority Big priority for them over the last three months was was getting uh, over to, uh, g- getting onto layer two. And because yeah. I mean, that was just them. Before they were on layer two, they were setting money on fire for every transaction. And now they don't have to set money on fire anymore. And they can work on some of those features that that we all yeah. want.
0: But like I was amazed to see, because I've sort of prophesized about that in videos. And I kind of thought in my head when I was talking about it, I was like, that's three years away. That's five years away but whenever I seen like the actual employee of Twitter tweeting it and like big account sharing it, I was like, Holy shit, this is coming soon. The exposure that gives NFTs, the flex involved in that, how big yep. a thing that is in terms of like social ecosystems and how be- I'm just saying social ecosystems. Like I even know what that means by the <laughs> way, Black, but like in terms of like communities on, on Twitter, like being able to have that and verify that it shares, it's a big deal. Um, and I'm sure other social media platforms will follow, but like, yeah, I just thought that was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, that's my little way to derail the show. But back on to specifically so rare. Um, limited cards. Limited cards are on fire. Um, their prices are are mad. Um I'm not saying mad in a particularly bad way. I don't know if it's bad, I don't know if it's good. But the bottom line is for me the reason there's a good question about this in a while, but like when you think about it, like most of these limited cards, there's been less printed than there are of the rare cards. So there's actually, they're more scarce than the rare cards at the moment. And there's probably 10 times as many people trying to buy them. So it's just driving the prices up and up and up and up. Um, what's, what's your kind of thought on it at the minute? Like,
1: I think you said it perfectly. We have all, all of the new users coming in, wanting to buy these limited cards. We have all the existing users that want to buy these limited cards. Because yep. hey, it's a new division open. I want to play D five. I'm gonna get yep. in and play D five. So we have all these new users that want these cards that are more scarce than the the cards that already exist. So yeah, prices are gonna get be inflated. Uh, I think that I think typically between scarcities, we see like a three to five x uh, uh, price difference. You know, from yeah. rares to super rares, it's usually three to five x more. Um, I I think somebody somebody was saying that the well, I don't know, but the the limiteds are. It feels like the limiteds are worth way too much, or or costing way too much. Do
0: you think the limiteds are worth too much, or the rares are worth too little?
1: <laughs> there, you oh, uh, there you go, There you go. Time I will hope tell. That, I hope that's the case. Yeah,
0: time will tell. Um, but the, the question actually, I'm gonna try and find it here and pull it up. It's gonna take me a second. Should have had it ready, but I don't. All good. Um, I think it was from. I'm not even gonna speculate. I'll find it here in two seconds. It's from Mortz. Uh, question for both of you hunks now that wasn't intended for you that was for me and Aaron but I'm going to call you a hunk too Black I appreciate is, that is this invasion of yellow cards taking over the market on everyone's attention for the long term or do you think it levels out again soon and people find their comfort zone with divisions I might kind of take on this and I think to be honest with you it's the only take um and argue with me if I'm wrong limited cards are the new rare cards rare cards are the new super rares super rares are the new uniques and uniques are for crazy bastards it's like you know, now, whenever I come into the platform, whenever so many people are listening to this podcast in the platform, it was rare cards is where you start and you just go to rare cards. That's all you can do. So that was the point of entry. So that's all we think in. I think in terms of rare cards, that's my base. Limiteds, I almost feel like they're below me now because I am a rare card manager. But everyone that comes in now, it's, where's the first place I go? It's always going to be limited. So limiteds are here to stay. Limiteds are the new thing that everyone talks about. And to be honest with you, as a content creator, I probably need to get involved in that and start making content around that in YouTube because now I'm myself and everyone else who's a rare card guy. You're, you're going to be almost like a wheel in a sense. You're going to be above where every average starting user is now. They're going to be limited and they're going to aspire to rares. Like we have always aspired to super rares. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think like, there's not going to be, it's like pe- very few people would have came in the door three months ago and went straight to super rares. I know uh, what You'll never walk alone Talks about it Like Maybe coming straight in With your budget And competing at D3 As opposed to farting about In D4 And trying to progress Maybe coming into the top And letting it trickle down To build D4 lineups From your D3 winnings Is a better strategy I don't know how many people Are going to come in now And go straight to rares And trickle down to limiteds I think the kind of natural thing We all do for some reason Is come in at the The lowest possible Barrier to entry Give it a go Which is probably fair And then maybe think about Leveling up So I just think limiteds are the new rare, limiteds, what we talk about now and what beginners will talk about. And in six months time, when there's another 50,000 managers or however many on, everyone's just going to be thinking, talking limiteds and some people will level up the rares. And that's where eventually we start to see the trickle up in terms of liquidity, in terms of prices, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: I, I think you said it perfectly there. Um, and and kind of kind of something that you made me think of there that's, that's interesting is... We we already kind of talked about the progress bar a little bit. What do you want to bet this whole D5, uh, all these new limited cards, and and the big migration over to layer two kind of threw a big wrench into that that plan. And now they're trying to figure out how to integrate uh, limiteds uh, because it was just going to be progress bar for for D4. Um, but now 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 they have all these limiteds and they're I'm sure they're trying to figure out a way to to integrate those into this new idea. Yeah, game design. Yeah,
0: I've no idea how it looks. Like, does this progress bar? Like, because it was obviously the source said you can win XP, ETH, or cards. But like, what cards are they going to be giving away? Are they going to be limited? Are you going to be able to win a rare if you go to a certain level? Maybe it starts off at like tier three limited, tier two limited, tier one limited, star limited. But you'd hardly rather a star limited than a tier three rare. Depends on the card. Yeah, but at the minute
1: you would. I don't know.
0: So I, how do they I, level? I, up? I
1: almost feel like it'd be cool to have like a a, a quote unquote academy between every like between every uh, division. So have I
0: heard you talk about this in your podcast? I think I have.
1: Probably tell and, us. Well, it, it, it could be implemented a few different ways, but but maybe I can enter one academy, and uh, since I'm a D2 player, maybe my academy is something between D2 and D1. And, uh, it gives me the ability to win uniques, maybe like, even yeah. like a tier three unique. Uh, and I would have to maybe really do well over an entire season to win a unique. Obviously it's not going to be easy to win a card like that, Yeah. but, uh, you could do the same thing between D3 and D2 where, you know, it's season long or, or over a set period of time. And you could win tier two, tier three super rares or something like that, uh, to, to really give you either uh, depth or cards that you need to compete in D2. And for anybody that's in D4 wanting to get into D3, same thing, you can win super rares to get into that level.
0: Well, that's one of my biggest peeves with the platform, I think, and it's game design. And it's, it's something I talked about I don't know, progression. maybe six weeks ago. It's a progression. It's yeah. They're chucking away. I'm not saying they're chucking away. They're giving them out. And I understand why the special weekly is it. And it means someone could come in with a limited and they come in. But bottom line is, I don't think anyone would have any major gripes if the special weekly was a lot of real in-world prizes, bit of sort of, you know, the luxury of different things and a bit of creativity. And then some star rares or tier one rares and whatever else, no one would really complain. But those 60 super rares they give away every week, could go so far and, and aid progression so well, in my opinion, in the D4s. Do you know, even just the podiums, give the podiums super rares. Yeah. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, the podiums in D4. Like, you ha- you cannot progress unless you win loads of D4s and then you sell the cards and buy yeah. super rares. You should be able to win cards of the next tier on a podium. You have to be able to. Otherwise, how on earth does it aid progression? Uh, that's, that's probably my biggest gripe with the game design.
1: Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Uh, I know a lot of people do not agree with that, and they think that oh well, yeah, the, the progression is you sell the cards, and that's part of the game, it, you know. And and anybody yeah. that plays so rare knows that part of the game is you sell cards, you buy cards, you you accumulate ETH, and then you buy the next card, you know, the next card that you want or whatever. Well, I think that I think that there, some some of us do need to be poked with a stick a little bit and and prodded to go to the next division. And if I had the ability to 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 win a unique i i might buy another one and then another one and then before you know it i'm playing in d1 i think it would be good for the platform uh specifically i think it would i think it would really push people into to moving into uh divisions that they might not move into now
0: yeah it would stop people sort of saying static and being complacent yeah. um i've actually won my first super super over the last couple of weeks I won 17 days ago. I won Tesho Akandele in the special weekly. And okay. I won Johannes Handel, um, who actually scores pretty well. I won him in D2 in the midweek. I put out an under 23 team and it, they all hit and they banged. It was great. But like, neither of them was won in the D4 competition. Um, and I, th- I feel like I've entered D4 for so long and it's been a year and I haven't won any super rares. And then I go and I enter a couple of different things and all of a sudden I'm winning super rares and I can finally start to progress. It's kind of like maybe my eyes should have been elsewhere the whole time. But anyway, because I mean, it does, if I'm sitting here and I have six figures in a platform, whatever, should I just sell all my rares, buy some really quality super rares, even a unique, start entering D2s and just win super rares and rares and trickle down and fill up the D2s and D3s and D4s.
1: At the minute,
0: it's an upside down game.
1: It is it's a hundred percent an that upside down game, and to answer your question um if you were starting out playing so rare with a one hundred thousand dollar budget right now, how would you play?
0: I would one hundred percent go big make a probably make what would I start with a division two team in probably global or under 23s i don't know where i'd start to be honest with you i'd have to think about that but i would start in d2 i'd buy super rares and if there was a unique that i felt was fairly priced that scored i think for, I'd that, pick up a I couple. Think for that
1: budget you could play d1 yeah
0: would you one d1 I,
1: like a solid yeah. d1 that competes yeah i th- I think you could build that um i have no I mean, idea
0: of unique prices by the way
1: i'm gonna look at the how, market how much how much ETH, how much ETH is that even i don't know like
0: that's like 30 something ETH probably
1: yeah so I'm just trying to think here. Um, You could get pretty good uniques from between five and uh, eight ETH, just kind of watching the market, but it it would, you would have to be very strategic and and get players in the same region so that they're playing at the same times. And man, it would be, it would be really hard to build that because, uh, and you'd, and you'd have to probably go to the secondary market and, Mm. and pay a little premium on some guys as well, because building that is the hardest part because those cards are so fucking scarce. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the unique holders are, you know, not wanting to sell those cards because they're using them. So if you're trying to build, say, I don't know, an MLS team, you're trying to do Sean's Chicago Fire stack, and you want the Medrin unique, and you want to to get their goalkeeper and 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 Calvo and and their defenders. Um, there's only one of those. I mean, yeah, if, the yeah. guy, if the guy doesn't want to sell them then 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 tough luck so we'll
0: pay them whatever they want like there's... right
1: so the the struggle there is acquiring the cards that make sense but i think you could do it and uh the, the funny thing is is if you could do d1 and you started winning super rares then you're playing d2 before too long
0: and then you're playing d3 and playing d4 right it's the way to go it is yeah. the way to go. You spend a little uh, money,
1: buy a couple of rares for D3 and you're well on your way.
0: Yeah. Crazy. But anyway, So, I so about... real
1: quick, are you selling your gallery and you're going to go play D1? Is that, <laughs> is that what
0: we're doing? Oh, Pavel. <laughs> Pavel can't <come laughs> talk to me, my friend. Um, yeah. I don't know if the liquidity is there at the minute. But look, I tell you what, I listed a bunch of cards and cards sold. Yeah. Cards sold. Some that maybe I didn't really want to sell. And they're gone now. Yeah. Um, but look, they're gone. Um, and I've got a bit of liquidity there. I've bought a few cards. Um, I mentioned the Napoli guys and I've, I've got half an ETH in the balance now just to kind of have a, wee, have a look around see. see. Um, probably end up replacing someone or buying someone to stack with someone else or strengthening. We'll just see how the lineups look next weekend. But I like right. having that bit of a balance. It's something I'm terrible at. I think a lot of us are. Um, you kind of just get your ETH and you go and spend it like a kid mm-hmm. in a candy shop. Yep. Whereas having the money there to kind of react to situations, injuries, um, form but just been able to react I think it's nice Even like when the legends were announced I'm actually In hindsight I think I got away lightly um, I think I would have been shafted I went to buy the David Beckham Rare yeah. I can get it cheaper now Than I would have at the time So thank God I didn't have the I thought like I seen Will they have utility I seen yes And I was like <laughs> PSG I was like Score the same as the best midfielder in PSG each week I was like, let's go. Is that
1: considered is that considered a legend card?
0: Yep. Beckham is is, Beckham is a legend card. Maradona isn't a legend card. It's a coach card. It's a coach card. But there are cards Beckham, Brooking, and everyone listening knows the other answer. Who is it? Yeah. Who's the other one? Beckham, Brooking, and Beerhoff. Ah, okay. They were actually legend cards, not coach cards so they do count um so yeah it was actually good i didn't have any balance of time because i definitely would have been sat regretting it but um yeah so look i think we started that whole conversation around limiteds and we went down a rabbit hole about leveling up but the bottom line is limiteds are hot at the minute they're so hot that i actually i bought a Bodart, thinking i'll build a d5 global team and he's i don't know he's though he's went up like Another half it, He's 150% I, I'm tempted Because I don't know If I really want to go Buy a defender And a forward To stick with him Parejo and Camavinga Who are my other three Limiteds Do I want to go And spend the money That's on the market At the minute For a solid defender And forward I probably should And then just Leave that in global For the year And let them all Start getting XP Win a few more Limited cards Here and there But like ugh, I don't know Can I be arsed Have yeah. you dabbled like
1: I bought a bunch of limiteds, man, right off the bat. And so, are you enjoying so, it, like? So well, I, it's funny because it's easier to win there right now. Yeah, because there's just not as many lineups. Although I think I think it's it's creeping up. But yeah, I'm enjoying it because I'm reselling a lot of those cards for three x. <laughs>
0: Should I do it? Should I do it?
1: Well, I don't know now. No, right? there's
0: a bundle. Thirty seconds to go. Kies <laughs> uh, is in it. Uh, Delict's in it. Arthur Danilo Perrin. It's setting at not 0.412. What's Chiesa's limited at? No one talked to me. I've got 10 seconds. Chiesa limited 0.7. Get out of here with that. What number is it? Eight seconds left. Do I Do it.
1: No. Yes, you do it. Ah, I missed
0: it. It's gone. <laughs> Two seconds, one second. Gone.
1: That's a great bundle right there. It's got um, <sighs> Chiesa, Cellini.
0: I'd actually probably I could I could have flipped that, couldn't I? I think so. I could definitely flip Delect and Kiesa. Yeah. Oh, I wish I just hit the button.
1: Wait. Anyway, wh- I'm I, I'm actually looking at a different bundle. Who oh, are you? I, I saw a different one with Chiesa in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you like seal
0: type bundles? Anyway, yeah. No, the one that's just sold. Um. Locatelli cool as hell. There's a lots of good bundles there. Should probably look at buying one of them that has a good defender and forward. Even that Milan one, you could grab. Um, who is he? Teo Hernandez. He'd be in there. Brahim Diaz as a forward. A couple of other decent cards. Anyway, derailing it again. Bottom line is limiteds. It's a decision I have to make whether I can be our school in there. But yeah, the prices have gone mad. Um, do you think that stops anytime soon?
1: I think uh, as long as there's a rush of users coming on the platform, it won't stop. Yeah. So as soon as, as soon as the, the number of users coming on starts to plateau and even out uh, and not increase at such a rapid rate. Yeah. Prices will come down, but uh, I mean, it's just all supply and demand and how fast so rare wants to push out cards and, I don't think that they can really auction off cards much faster maybe a little mm. faster but i mean we're down to what every is it 10 seconds or something
0: it's flat out let's have a look um 31 51, 42 every 15 seconds yeah 15
1: well, yeah they might be able to go a little faster but at some point at some point you really can't yeah we'll just be spitting them out
0: yeah um I don't find myself looking at the auctions as much as I used to. I think it's because it's just flooded with its It's laziness. I used to always have a, have a wee look because, do you know, they were a bit apart and you'd always be able to have time to kind of look and you could look forward to the next couple of hours and target someone. Whereas yeah. now it's kind of like, I don't know, it's laziness. And I know they've brought in the wee tab that you can very easily select the scarcity you want to look at, but like, yeah. I'm very lazy. Um,
1: it, I will say at first, um, when they first introduced limiteds, it really... Turned me off, and I, I looked at the auctions less. And yeah. then I started using the filter and look for specific things that I that I want. And yeah. uh, I'm back to 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 cruising and, and looking at that thing all day. Waking up
0: at three in the morning,
1: uh-huh. waking <laughs> the whole family up.
0: That's it, yeah. So look, what we'll do now for ten or fifteen minutes is we we'll bang out some questions. Um, so the first question I've already had to answer this once. I'm not going to hit you with it. It's from yep. CGS rare question for both of you. Would you rather see your other half in a porn video or your parents? It's the most oh, likely to have God. to ask it. Yeah. Oh, your other God. half of your parents.
1: Uh, other half, man.
0: Really? I went parents, parents. Jesus. Well, like my other half would have to be cheating on me. Do you know, I don't want to see well, that. Maybe yeah. some people are into that. I definitely, there's definitely some people in so rare here into that, but not, not right. this guy, my parents. Yeah. I mean, I was saying, I, I know that that's happened at least twice. Oh, but then I suppose you have to watch it, don't you? That's the difference.
1: You have to watch it, and it's a porn too, so there's some oh. nasty stuff going on there, man. Okay, yeah. It's other not half, like... <laughs> other half. Aaron's it's not answer. like... Hey, it's not like they're just making a baby. They're, they're doing some <laughs> messed up stuff.
0: They're getting into some creepy shit there, yeah. <laughs> like You don't want to skip to the end of that video. That's right. <laughs> Aaron Aaron was saying his other half, because he said like maybe he, it doesn't say that you can't be the porn star, and he says it could be his big break. He backs himself.
1: Uh, Do you know? But shit, does that make me a cuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't know, uh, <laughs> man.
1: Maybe it is my parents.
0: <laughs> Horrible question. Yeah, anyway, less of that next week, please. Um, okay, this is a great question. Yes way, Jose. Um, I reckon more each should be given for more places in the divisions instead of just podiums. Not point one for the top ten or something similar. Do you guys agree? They clearly have the funds to make each week more interesting for everyone. So regardless of the funds and regardless of how much money it actually is, it's very top heavy at the minute. Do you think those top three cash podium prizes could be shared a little bit more staggered among the top ten? Is that good or bad?
1: I wouldn't share them. I don't think. I think you want that top heavy carrot for people to yeah. really want to go and get, but but I think that they should add uh, more ETH rewards out. Sure, top 10 sounds great, and just keep trickling it down. Even if it's like 0.0, 0 whatever, um, it's it's ETH, and, and, and it'll make people happy. So yes, something Nicholas, else. make it rain, baby.
0: 680 million. People uh-huh. are buying your cards every day. You can afford to increase them a little bit. Pay yep. top 10. Top heavy, but still top 10. Give, give and guess something. what?
1: Guess what? That ETH is going right back into the platform. So yeah. Ninety exactly. percent of the time.
0: So yeah, hand it out. Yeah. No, I, I think that would be great. I mean, because like I, I've you know, kind of came sort of top ten. Actually, I don't know if I've ever came top ten and not been po- podium. I've never won, but I've came second like twice and I think I've got a third. But like the ETH isn't something I really play for. I kinda I, I get excited about the card and the ETH comes and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I won ETH, brilliant. Yeah. But genuinely every time that I, I podiumed. I never was really chasing the ETH. I was chasing the really good star rare because Mbappé was in the pool at the time. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just chasing that. But people love ETH. And as you say, it's going back into the platform. What's to lose? Yeah. Questo K wants to know, when the progress bar arrives, what do you feel so rare can do to ensure it's not overly focused on your lower budget users and progression is actually worthwhile? d3 prize pools in an example are tiny in comparison to other divisions d3 needs more attractive progression it needs to be a more attractive progression so he's kind of saying should this what can so rare do to make this not focus on like the the new users but i think it is gonna that's that's what it is isn't it it's not going to be for us i don't know is there anything are you expecting are you expecting to have any joy or interest in this progress bar
1: uh i'm not expecting anything i never expect it like i i my my expectations are always like pretty like level set like i'll react to whatever they do yeah um i don't really um i don't know and 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 maybe it's just from being burned in the past so it's just like i try to just keep a level not get excited yeah react and not try to speculate over over speculate i'll speculate a little bit but i'm not gonna like Put all my eggs in one basket because they said that they're going to do something with a yeah. progress bar
0: i think like for me i have zero expectation of availing of this and maybe i'm that's probably i think that's the better way to be looking at it you're less likely to be disappointed more likely to be excited um, or surprised i'm just i play d3 i will always play d3 so it's not going to be for me. If anything changes, great. Uh, yeah. Sean O'Neill says, what's the plan behind the restructure of your gallery, Jones? This one's directly at me. So I kind of said I was doing a bit of restructuring. Restu- structuring, and I listed like 30 or 40 players, a few of them sold. And basically it comes down to, if anyone watches the lineup building videos, I know they're not for everyone, but I found myself black every single week, having loads of options, but no options at the same time. Cause I went yeah. so heavy in under 23s. I had loads of guys who will probably get game time, but they have a high chance of getting rotated, or a high chance of just not shooting too well because they're young. And what happened was, did I say this to your Aaron yesterday? I can't remember. But basically, I was, saying, I was using like the example of like Coop Miners. Um, I have a load of examples like this of players who I think we talked about this about No Lang. We did. I have yeah. a load of players who basically. It was all great target and the really high performers and challenger who are going to go on to become great things. They were great short-term and they're great long-term, but medium-term, they're terrible because they've, they've all just got those moves to Italian sides and whatever else they're rotated. So I find that over the summer, they were getting transfers. I was like, oh, cool. And now I'm finding I actually have loads of holes. So that's what this restructure is. It's selling a lot of those guys, not the ones who are truly believe in long-term, but the more speculative ones that might take a couple of years to come to fruition selling them and buying guys for my Napoli stack, buying guys for different things. Do you know? Yeah. That that's yeah. what it's about. Because I I want to sell those guys and then win them back through SO5 kind of.
1: Yeah. I think that's... That that's great. And and you're being more you're you're basically form forming some kind of strategy. You said Napoli stack. Napoli's going to be great this year. They're going to be what top three this year, I would say. Yeah. And um, they score. Yeah, they do. So and their defenders score. Yeah
0: the and Di Lorenzo I'm going for I just need to get the keeper now and the keeper's a bit of an annoying situation but um maybe I just won't have the keeper but I think I like, think
1: I think that's the play I don't think I would want anything to do with their goalkeeper situation no.
0: so I'm thinking I'm just gonna plug nuble in there not a great option yeah. maybe Courtois some weeks but like yeah um that that's kind of the reason for that there's a bit of a self-indulgence segment but look there we go um let's see what was the next question I do this very shallow. You you probably know this, but I look for the ones with the most likes. So we'll go on and answer um, this one. So FI Gardner asks, when do you see SoRare advertising to the masses? Is the collapse of football index and similar products affecting their decision? I don't think SoRare give a shit about football index and similar products. They're way too big and way too global. But so no i don't think that's anything to do with it so i'll take the first part of the question when do i see them advertising to the masses they already are in some ways but i suppose they haven't done a hell bent massive marketing push but they are getting a lot of exposure through a lot of different sort of avenues is there anything you have to say on that black
1: yeah i think that they still have they still have too much work to do to really 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 go with this crazy um like yeah. to really like to, to be a Jersey sponsor or to, to like, I, I did see in a La Liga game, they had the, uh, the rare Banna in the back yeah in the background or whatever. But I think to really do more of this, they have to like have that 24 seven support team. Um, and I know that they have all, all these positions, uh, they're, they're currently trying to fill them, but I think that they need to clean up all these things. There's still bugs. Um, like when you're building lineups, uh, I don't know if you've ever you've ever seen the no game bug where you open up your lineup and it, it immediately flips on the no game bug and you see all your goalkeepers with no game and you got to click yeah. the vendor and then you got to click back to goalkeeper. I mean, they've known about that bug forever. Like it's like, OK, clean that up, clean up all the little imperfections. and And, and once we're there, once we have that stuff working properly then that's when you you really uh and when you're ready for the masses too i mean that outage they claimed was for from too many users or whatever well okay now they know what a surge of users looks like let's let's build up the infrastructure to be ready for that and then when when they're ready bring them on
0: yeah no absolutely i mean you don't want to advertise a, a product that's not that's final iteration they can't deal with the support tickets at the minute like i get messages every day of people being like I've contacted support. This is my issue. And I'm kind of like, look, this isn't something I can help you with. I'm sorry. I know why I'm like the so rare guy and you find me on YouTube, but like, I actually just can't help you here. It has to be them. And it's like, well, I contacted them two weeks ago and I'm like, I can't yeah. help you. I mean, like I have contact with like the affiliate managers. I'm an affiliate, but even that contact is, is very slow these days. They're busy. You're talking weeks for me. <laughs> And I, I, I like people probably assume I have some sort of way to talk to them. I, I don't, do you know? So it's like, yeah, they, they can't be advertising this and onboarding 100,000 new managers where 1% of them have questions every week and you're getting a 1,000 emails every week that you have to answer. They just can't cope with that. Um, we take one more question. Um, I don't know. There's a few nice ones here, but let's go for this one um andrew turner this one,
1: this one doesn't involve our mother's uh yeah parents in any way does it
0: <laughs> no thank god now that they've made the start of rookie league a permanent thing that everyone can participate in it's very clear to me that the reward structure for it is very outdated and must include limited cards how do you think limited cards can be incorporated into the rookie league
1: yeah uh it's they certainly do i, I mean what do they give away three rares right now in the rookie league Something, And there's like forty five thousand people I mean, give away a hundred limiteds. Yeah. yeah. Every game week, give away a hundred of them.
0: Chuck a bunch of limiteds in, a few rares at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's, that's Why not? Um, but I, I'm not going to go back into it because we kind of had the headache already, but I do think it's so messy how they're going to incorporate limiteds into the current ecosystem of like divisions and commons and because like realistically commons are bullshit free stuff but at the same time people are used to that you can't just take it off them now when they've been yeah. strategizing around it so it's ugh, i'm not getting into the it games so it'll break my head but
1: yeah the the one complicated thing is anytime you have a free-to-play game that gives away like real money type rewards there's going to be people out there that try to exploit it and and use a bot to create a bunch of accounts to enter enter teams into this and i i think that just the true nature of so rare where you have to actually do uh, research on players and actually make good lineups. I think it, that'll prevent a lot of that. But with that said, there are people that will try to exploit things like that. So I think that they yeah. got to be a little bit careful and, and I know that they do have some tools to look out for, for that stuff and they need to make sure that those tools are working properly to identify that, that sort of behavior. 100%. Well, is
0: there anything you want to discuss on that or on anything else we've talked about before we move on to the the last part of the pod?
1: I got nothing for you, John
0: That's perfect That sits me down to the ground So the last part of the pod um, Is the 137 game So Aaron's choices He stuck to the kind of legends of the platform um, He went for Cristiano Ronaldo um, And he's went with Hans Vanaken, An even bigger legend on the platform It could be argued I think they're going to score pretty big But he's went for them uh, We'll see how that pans out in the 137 game Do you want to pick two players, Black, this week That you think it could combine for that magic score?
1: So, the number is what,
0: 137?
1: 137. Well, you know, before before this past midweek started, um, I told I told Laird that Sven Coombs was going to score. Okay. And guess what? He scored.
0: He scored. He scored. He Coombs.
1: Uh-huh. No,
0: that's... John, get out of here. Sven Coombs. So, yeah,
1: so Sven Coombs, uh, I think he's going to score again this week. Lovely. And then let's put him in there with... Uh, uh, I need, like... It's got to be a guy I own, I feel like, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I think we need to create, like, whenever this podcast gets big enough, one day we'll have to create, like, a third-party site where you can go in and put your players in, and whoever hits it gets some sort of jackpot.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, one day. Can I, just, can I do the same player twice? Can I do Sven Coombs and Sven Coombs?
0: Oh my goodness, that has never been asked. Fuck it, let's do it. Sven <laughs> Coombs and Sven Coombs. That's kind of fun. All right, we'll do that. We'll see how that goes. Um, So last week it was Plastician and he picked Castellanos and Dave and he got 108. I need to have a look. That was the last entry for September. You and Aaron Johns will go into October's pot. Um, and I just sort of said, Aaron, I said, "Like, look, I have a bunch of so rare merch to the people that win each month. But the bottom line is I still haven't got it, as I have lots of people, as lots of people haven't. When it comes, I'll make sure you get it. Hey, um, John, the... I
1: got a quick question for you. What would be the perfect score for uh, Sven Coombs to score to hit 137? I'm trying to hit think 137.
0: Of they... Trying to like think 68.5. They... 69. 69,
1: 69 right. baby. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a match made in heaven
0: oh you had to bring the tone of this podcast down is it <laughs> but yeah look if you want more crude stuff like that you can go and find andy and his mate other andy on this so rare andrews podcast i uh, highly recommend it and i was their guest this week so there you go i'll, I'll break you in and get you used to it there you go. um and is there anything else you want to plug before we wrap up
1: no i don't think so um i really appreciate you having me on here i'm sorry that the uh... Uh, you guys, I, th- I think you lost some of the audio or whatever. I'm, I'm, so- I'm sorry that happened, but I'm happy to to step in and 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 help help you make some content for the week.
0: No thanks, because I mean I was saying like I want to I want to have you and I want to have other Andy. I could call him other Andy, which is kind of funny, um, on the podcast at some stage. So look, it's a real shame we lost Aaron's audio. Everyone, go and help me out. Follow Aaron Johns twenty three on Twitter. Um, it was a really good podcast, I swear. Uh, <laughs> and I'll have him on again in a few weeks, I'm sure. But, um it's great that you could step in and it was great because I put it into a group of people that I've sort of known or I've talked to before and it was great to be honest with you that it wasn't someone I've already spoke to because I, I mean in the whole no one's been on twice yet <laughs> um so look it was lovely to talk to you but um yeah last time I said go and check out the Soarers Andrew's podcast and we'll uh yeah I'll talk to you next week awesome bye-bye see ya Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of So Far and So Rare. Uh, big, big thank you to Black for sta- stepping up. Um, he helped us out last, last minute and uh, apologies that the podcast was late this week. Um, but look, next week back on schedule, we will be there in time for your Friday commute. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review and check me out on Twitter and YouTube and also have a look at one thirty-seven pm Have a great weekend, best of luck on SO5 and I'll talk to you soon.